Time to get smarter. It's Ben's Day. Who doesn't need to get smarter? Happy Ben's Day, ladies and gentlemen, to help us celebrate our friend Ben White, chief economic correspondent for Politico, the founder of Morning Money, our guy Morning Money, Ben. Ben, what's going on, dude? How are you, bud? Hey, man. Every day is Ben's Day in my world, but I'm happy to uh, have it uh, Wednesday, Ben's Day for uh, you guys. Uh, how are you guys doing? Um, we're good, dude. I guess every day is Ben's Day in your world. That's that's very true. <laughs> Not really, but um, you know, I'm happy to, to bring it to you all when I can. So I, I want to check in with you. Let's start Commanders. How yeah, are you sure. feeling about the offensive coordinator search? I'm a bit uh, confused by, like, I know the names in play. Uh, Shermer doesn't excite me much at all. I don't know that much about Zampezi. I mean, I you know, uh, seems like decent quarterbacks coach. I don't know that much about him. Um, you know, Charles London's kind of interesting, I think, uh, as a possibility. Um, but my other question is like, how attractive is the job itself to any of these candidates, uh, given questions about ownership, given questions about, you know, just sort of the future and direction of the team. Like, do they get the pick, uh, who they want? And, uh, you know, obviously I'd love to see them shift to, you know, dominant running team too, but they got good uh, passing weapons. So, I, you know, I, I'm sort of lost on it. Like, I don't have a favorite candidate or a person in mind who I think would immediately kind of uh, revolutionize the offense and get it clicking away that Scott Turner couldn't. I mean, I, I don't know. What's the, the front runner thinking down there now? Is there one? I don't know if there's a front runner thinking. I think I hear certain people say certain names. Many people are surprised they don't hear bigger names, but the bigger names yeah. early on was like, no, don't we're not going to uh, interview. Well, I, I think yeah. of the names that have been considered, certainly the one with the most experience is Pat Shermer. Um, yeah. Shermer and Rivera were together on the Eagles staff many years ago with a, right. with a young man named Brian Mitchell playing I remember running that. back. Um, <laughs> and Shermer, I, there's there's some discussion if um, if – if Ron wanted Shermer back in 2020 when he took the job, and right. Shermer had just been fired by the Giants, I think to me Shermer's the front runner. Uh, Zampezi, yeah. all things considered, with the job, how much long term job security there is, maybe you just promote within. Um, Zampezi yeah. is is, uh, and I'm not trying to take personal shots. Probably my least favorite candidate. I think things yeah. went really poor when he was calling plays in Cincinnati. Yeah, I agree. Let's yeah. ha- let me ask you this philosophically. Yeah. Would you rather hire because the people they've interviewed so far, you have people with experience and largely a poor track record, but they do have experience or you have people without experience. Philosophically, which direction would you like to see them go? You know, I'm tempted into the um, less experience, but potentially bigger upside. Um, You know, Shermer, like we should give him credit you know it didn't work out in denver but you know his uh, i think it was the vikings are 13 and 3 you know nfc championship team under him uh, i was really you know helpful with case keenum there so you gotta give him credit for that i mean it was in philly for the uh for the run to the super bowl and you know he's got some positive experience as an oc uh, maybe not uh recently um but it's there so i think it's in him but you know, this team feels – I don't know if there is a, you know, a new Kyle Shanahan out there, one of these, you know, young guns who uh, could, could make this offense hum. But if there were one, I, I would lean in that direction rather than, 
somebody uh, who's got a lot of experience, but maybe not all successful experience. But I would, you know, sort of defend Shermer as a possibility, given that you know he has had significant success running a couple of offenses with, you know, medium to good quarterbacks, not not necessarily world beaters. Uh, so he'd certainly be an improvement over. What we've seen, and I agree, would be better than ZMPZ because the play calling uh, when he did it was bizarre. Um, so I, I just don't think that's a great idea. Uh, so philosophically, I'd say if there is a really smart, uh, capable, young um, you know, coach out there who they could get uh, and would be really good, uh, I'd go that way. If, if not, then Shermer, I think I'd, I'd be okay with. It would just be a little bit unexciting, and it could be just more kind of the same mediocrity. But Sherman, his best year I see as an OC, thirteen and three with the Vikings. And yeah, that seventeen year is since is, then yeah, a great year. his best year was seven and ten as a head yeah. coach or OC. And yeah. he had four yeah. of those years. It seems like yeah. he has a lot of down years with a couple of peaks and then the rest of yeah. them are down, which I right. will be wondering if you're trying to go out there and make sure you get it, you think this is finally his down year because he's had four that weren't good? Yeah, he's ready to to spin a gem uh, in the next one. Yeah, that's kind of a, a lotto. But, yeah, Brian, I'm exactly with you on my thinking on him. You know, he, he, I just wanted to point out, as you did, the 17-year the um, and then, you know, the, the Foles year, uh, which I guess was 13 in Philly, um, you know, 27 touchdowns, two yep. sacks. I mean, that's, you know, Foles did that. Um, but, you know, Shermer was calling the plays, so he gets credit. But more recently, nothing too great. So I'm like, Shermer – you know, I think he'd be okay, you know, and maybe he does well and, and it's an improvement. Uh, and I don't know who the other magic bullet person would be. I don't spend enough time in the ins and outs of all of the various coaches around the league who are young and up and coming. But if that person were there and they could land that person, I would aim in that direction. If not, of the named candidates so far, uh, Shermer seems like probably, you know, the best of the lot, I would think. Yeah, I mean, my – take, for lack of a better word. I, I'm not anti-experience. I'm yeah. anti-poor experience. Like, yeah, no, I agree. They asked to interview Daryl Bevel, who I think would have worked well for this team. He's a run-first yeah. guy. He was a yeah. part, whether it was a small part or a large part, he was a part of Russell Wilson's development in Seattle. Um, I, I, I would like Bevel. He said, I don't want to take the interview. He has good yeah. experience as an offensive coordinator. Look at the yeah. Dolphins this past season. Yeah, um, totally. I think of these guys, I would go towards the guys that don't have experience and see what they got. Yeah. Um, I, yeah what about like a Charles London or something like that? You I, know? I mean, I'd be more uh, – honestly, I, I'd be pretty intrigued by Studesville. Um, yeah. Oh, Thomas Brown is the guy I've been saying all along. that that I, I really like his potential as a coach. If I was, if I was Thomas Brown, though – I'd be a little worried, like, okay, if I'm going to get my first crack at calling plays for right. a team that we're unsure at quarterback and we're unsure at O-line. So the owner, is that what I want? Yeah, like, does, does, how does this help me long-term? I think for London and Studesville, they're both in their 50s, I believe. Like, th- these are guys yeah. that haven't gotten the opportunity and maybe they just want to jump on the opportunity. So, Yeah, no, and, and Studesville, I mean, you got to credit what he's done in Miami. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, that, that offense, offense cooked, man. Absolutely dynamic. He's done yeah, a lot of stuff moved, a lot of yeah. places, but we'll, we'll. I mean, the whole thing about it is, I just think that, you know, <laughs> how, how, this is a year where you have to really uh, go out there and get something done. And I think you, you might yeah. want to just try roll the dice for something crazy. I, well, and there's also the looming specter Sale. 
Well, the sale, right. sure, but what about the enemy? Could the enemy thing be a real thing? We won't know mm-hmm. probably until next week. So coaches on teams going to the Super Bowl are allowed to conduct interviews during that Pro Bowl week, during the first week. Right. So I, if they want to, they could maybe interview Bienemy next week. Um, yeah. has an expiring contract. That That is one more layer is could there be more names coming? I don't think if you look at the, th- the four teams still playing, I don't think any of those OCs would consider this job or even consider the yeah. interview except maybe Bienemy. Yeah, and why would he uh, consider it um, given that – The know, opportunity would be the – the primary play caller. Primary play caller. And okay. frankly, yeah. if I was the enemy, I probably wouldn't consider it. I'd I'd want to. I wouldn't either. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah. in the winningest I mean, team, one of the winningest teams. You have in the a league. chance to go like, from being around nothing but greatness to your stuff may not work. This mess. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, I I love the name. Like I love the guy. Uh, what he does in Kansas City is obviously superb. I mean, he's got Andy Reid. You know, uh, and and lots of people are successful with Andy Reid, but I think he's the real deal for sure. And uh, love the way their offense works. But they also have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and a whole bunch of other people right. who we don't have. Lots uh, of so like you, know, you never know. But I, I like the idea. I mean, definitely, I would have him on the list if he's willing to. Uh, take the interview. Um, I would be kind of excited about him uh, as a, as an OC if if that's a possibility. I just don't know if I were him if I would uh, take that you know roll that dice. Talking to our friend Ben White, chief economic correspondent for Politico. You see him on uh, CNBC all the time. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben. I did want to ask you about yeah. um, this report from the New York Post that said Jeff Bezos would consider selling the Washington Post to buy the Washington Commanders. Um, this Now, this is kind of your world. This is yeah. newspapers and publishing and billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you make of the report? Let's start there. Yeah, well, you know, obviously the headline popped uh, big. I was like, oh, my God, this is huge breaking news. Um, and if it's true, it would be, and I'm not saying it's, an impossibility as a scenario, um, given, you know, they're laying off people at the post and uh, his relationship is kind of awkward there with staff now. And maybe he does, you know, want to move on from that investment. And that would clear the path a little bit to uh, buying the commanders, given, you know, Snyder hates him over the post's coverage of the team, much like he hated me when I was at the post. And covered the team from a business perspective. Um, I just can't tell from that story whether how real it is, you know, because the sources quoted are kind of people familiar with the process. I mean, it's there's I, as far as I recall, there's nothing in there from people directly involved in the deal or close to uh, Bezos. So it kind of felt like one of those where you talk to a source or two, kind of spins you an interesting yarn about what could happen, uh, and you just roll with it and – throw the headline out there. And I, I think a lot of other people agreed with that take because I didn't see a ton of pickup on it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it's sure some places followed like SI put something up and just quoted the report. It's one of those where sure, maybe your boss tells you, you got to throw something out that right. cites the post, but yeah, nobody is saying has endorsed this as like a legit thing happening. I, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's imminent. I don't think he's immediately going to sell the post and, and go for the commanders. Is it impossible that that could be a scenario that plays out? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. So of the scenario, yeah, yeah. I I do kind of listen. The uh, NBC Four reached out directly to the post. They said we're not for sale. Even in the New York Post story, there were repeated. Yeah. That Bezos told senior management, I'm not selling it. 
and that yeah. a Bezos spokesperson told the New York Post they weren't for nothing was for sale. So right. all of right. that is nothing possible. Nothing is for sale in, until it until it is, of course. But well, let's clarify a couple of things. There's no way Bezos needs the money from selling the post no. to buy the commanders, no, no. right? No, 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 no. It would not be anything to do with uh, money. Uh, he's got that uh, stack from here to you know the nearest uh, inhabitable planet in the universe. Um, it, so that's not the issue. The issue is really, um, you know, can he assuage uh, conflict of interest concerns and you know make Snyder happier uh, and more willing to sell to him if he is no longer the owner of the newspaper that Dan Snyder hates and has hated forever and wants to burn to the ground, uh, right. that would eliminate that to some degree. Um, but it wouldn't eliminate it entirely because Dan Snyder is a personality person. You know, he, once he hates somebody, he hates them no matter what, whether he still owns the post or not. So I, I don't know that it would sweeten it that much, but maybe he'd declare victory that he forced Bezos to sell the post. And uh, that's, you know, some big thing he did. I just think it is really speculative story by the Post based on sources not directly connected to the matter. And whoever wrote it may win the lottery and wind up being right. Uh, or it won't happen and it'll be forgotten and get no blame for being wrong, which is how these things often go. Well, the coverage from the Post was before Bezos took over, right? I mean, he, D- Snyder's hated the Washington Post long before Jeff. I yeah. mean, when were you working there, Ben, when you pissed him off? Yeah. Well, uh, this was... 2002 or three, something like that. Um, you know, it's a long time, 20 years ago, basically. Uh, and Did, he, he tried to get you, know, you fired, didn't he? Yeah, he tried to get me fired for writing that he was a bully as an owner of his company, forcing analysts to put buy ratings on his company. And he, yeah, he called the executive editor, he called everybody else, said, we're going to cut access to the team if you run this, and um, you should fire this guy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But the sources were bulletproof, the story was true, it ran, and he did nothing. Uh, which is what bullies uh, tend to do um, when they don't have a leg to stand on and are guilty of exactly the thing that you had written. Um, so, yeah, he's hated him for, hated the Post for a long time. He's anybody who criticizes him. And the fact of the matter is he's run a great franchise into the ground over 20 years. He'll still make a bunch of money off it, but he immiserated the fans and decimated the team, and that's his legacy. And whether he likes it or not, he's got to live with it. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. and but it's just a fact. That's what happened. There is a part of me that you're so right, and I've seen this unfold where people will take what can make sense in a completely hypothetical world and try to make right. it real. Is there a yes. part of me that could see Dan enjoying making Bezos sell the post? Which yeah. would let's be real, that would hurt the post. Having Bezos's money behind them it puts could. them in a stratosphere that not many newspapers enjoy. Yeah. Uh, believe me, they've hired like crazy and hired great people and pay them good money. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with the layoffs now. I mean, I guess everybody is preparing a bit for the idea of recession and there's pressure on a lot of newsrooms uh, to, you know, trim down for that. Uh, so that may be part of that. He doesn't need to do it. I mean, he could take losses for years on that thing. Um, the Graham family certainly did. Lots of newspaper owners who are billionaires from other uh, industries and not really needing their um, newspapers to turn a profit, uh, you know, will just ride through recessions and take the losses and then, you know, move on. He, I guess maybe he's not that. He wants it to uh, be profitable at all times and uh, who knows. But yeah, he doesn't need the money from it uh, at all. Um, uh, you know, could it be true that uh, maybe he would rather have the commanders? I, maybe. I just, I don't know that to be the fact. I don't know that 
Bezos has an earning desire to be the owner of the Washington Commanders. He may, but I'm not privy right. to that. We don't know. Ben, we know this. Yeah. We appreciate your time, right, and we always get yeah, smarter. Yeah, I love being on with you. Always do. Uh, have a good rest of the week, my friend. Right, Thanks very much. That's our guy, Ben White. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben. One of the smartest Commanders fans out there. Don't go anywhere. Mock draft season, 1 o'clock.